I would set more clear and strict boundaries with my clients. I would start vision casting and goal setting much earlier and finally trusting my gut and leaning into my intuition. You're listening to Confessions of a CEO. I'm your host, Kelsey Borges. From rebranding my family's seasonal fireworks stand to empowering a community of thousands of fierce female founders, I've had my fair share of entrepreneurial roller coasters. With a sprinkle of sass and a ton of heart, join me and other badass female founders as we dive into both the glamorous and the gritty sides of our journeys. We're here to keep it 100% real, say it like it is, and chat about the shit that stinks in business. If you're an ambitious, creative, and purpose-driven woman looking for a community that just gets it, you've found your crew. So whether you're here for a laugh, a lesson, or that aha moment, grab your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello. Oh my gosh. I have been wanting to talk about what I would do differently if I started my business over again. And obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and we all do what we're going to do. But I feel like this would have been really helpful for me to know back in 2018 when I started my business because I had no idea what I was doing. You know, you start your business because you're passionate about the service or the product that you are delivering, not because of all of the business stuff that comes with starting a business. There's so many different things that you have to do that are tedious and annoying and you don't want to do them. And they're obviously the first that you outsource so that you can get those off of your plate, but it's all part of running a business. And in order to run a business well, I think that it's really important that you understand how to do all of the different pieces. That way, if somebody is royally effing something up for your business, you know And you're not just letting it like slip under the rug because that would be horrible. (laughs) Okay, so in no particular order, and this is not to say that I regret how I started up my business in any way, shape, or form because I did what needed to be done. And I am still standing. (laughs) So all that to say, I do think that it will be helpful. And also maybe just to people who are currently running their business and they're like, I still don't really know what I'm doing here. This may put things into perspective. One of the things that I think is really, really underrated and a lot of people don't take the time to do is document your systems and processes. And the reason, well, multiple reasons that this is so important is so that when you hire people, giving them exactly what they need to do is going to be so much easier. They're going to do their job so much better And you are setting them up for success. 
people cannot be in your brain. They don't know exactly what you want. And so if you don't have these things down on paper or a video or whatever, like you're going to have to repeat yourself over and over and over again to train the people that you hire onto your team to support you if you don't have these systems and processes documented. And I have learned that not the hard way because it is what it is, but I have learned that and literally just within the last like year, I would say a year and a half ago, I want to say I hired a online business manager who helped me integrate like a task management software and standard operating procedures. And I guess it's probably been at least two years now, but that was really helpful. And I still, even after that person supported us in creating standard operating procedures, like it wasn't up to par, I would say, like it was kind of more complicated than it needed to be. And so it muddied the process and made things more confusing. And so I think by you as the CEO and as the founder and as the person who started the business and knows exactly what you want and how you want it to be done, you need to be the one that creates the systems and the processes and documents them. I didn't do this, clearly. I had everything in my brain. And so when I hired, I trained them from my brain and mistakes are inevitable. They're going to happen. But I think that they can be definitely like made minimal with standard operating procedures and having them documented, having like a task management software so that step by step people know here's what needs to be done in order to complete the task and in order to complete the task successfully. Not just complete the task, but do it well and do it up to your standards. Okay, number two, ask clients for feedback early and often so that you can iterate and improve upon your early phases of your products and services. In the beginning, when I first started my business in 2018, I was like very terrified to know how the service was and what they thought of it. I was terrified. Every time I got an email, I kid you not, I thought that like my client was mad at me and it took a lot of exploring why I thought that and overcoming that in order to realize that they weren't (laughs) mad at me or I did anything wrong or whatever. But I was just really paranoid about that. And so granted that I was very terrified to ask them for feedback because, oh my God, what if they had negative feedback? But what I didn't realize back then is that getting their feedback and hearing how the service is being delivered and what their thoughts are about it early allows you the time to course correct if anything is off or if they want something 
different. So I have a feedback form that I will send out to my clients every quarter so that I can get feedback from them. I can see how things are going, if there's anything that we can improve upon, what wins that they have experienced since they've been working with us. And I openly chat with them about it because you don't want to let it go on too long where there is no fixing the problem, right? You want to nip it in the bud. You want to find a solution and so that you can move on in a better direction. And the client is going to be that much more grateful that they hired you. You are a CEO. You need to have crucial conversations. You need to be able to lead your business and also support your clients in an empowered way. So part of that is asking for feedback because if you are just letting your clients be unhappy with your services, that is no ticket for your train ride to success. That is ticket to (laughs) your business is going to go under because you don't even know if your clients are happy or not. So highly recommend implementing a way for you to ask for feedback early and often. It's never too much. Like even on our monthly calls with our clients, we're asking them like, hey, what did you like about the content that we created for you last month? What didn't feel good or what's been hard for you that you would like us to improve upon or maybe take off your plate and support you with? There's always ways for you to ask for feedback from your clients And I would just recommend doing it as often as you can. Hey there, CEO. As a token of my appreciation for being a loyal listener, I've got a special gift just for you. Here's the deal. All you got to do is drop us a review by September 19th, screenshot it and slide it into our DMs at Confessions of a CEO. And what's in it for you? A chance to snag a one-on-one business strategy session with me. We'll tackle that business challenge and pave your way to more profits. You can also win a CEO swag box delivered right to your doorstep packed with my top pick essentials. It's a quick gesture that could land you a wonderful reward. Plus, you would totally make my day. All right, enough from me. Let's dive back into this episode. And it also, if they don't like openly share wins with you, it also gives you an opportunity to see how your service is impacting their life and their business, which sweetens the deal for you because you're like, oh, yay, I'm so glad to hear that, you know? Third thing that I would do differently if I started over, implementing boundaries with clients earlier on. This is really hard to do because you want to go over the top and you want to bend over backwards and you want to do everything you can to make your clients happy early on, especially. But that can get really murky really quick with scope creep and people taking unknowingly, like I don't think that people are out there to like take advantage of you at all. But that can happen really fast if you are constantly just saying yes and doing everything that they're asking you to do without saying like, hey, this actually isn't included in your current package. However, we can do this 
for an additional XYZ. If you would like us to proceed, let us know. And you can literally copy and paste whatever contract or agreement that they sign with you to let them know, like, here's what's included and here's what's not. Another thing that can be challenging in terms of boundaries is responding to clients like on the weekends, after hours. Obviously, I still do this because if an email is sitting in my inbox, like I can just respond. But you want to be able to take time off, (laughs) I think. And so if you train your clients that you're going to respond at all hours of the day, that's the expectation that you're setting. And so they're going to expect you to respond at all hours of the day. And so having clear boundaries within your contracts or like even on your website, please expect a response within 48 hours. I know somebody who has an automated response on her email where it says like you can expect a response within 48 hours. If you're a client, I will get back to you as soon as I see this email, blah, 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 whatever, you know? So setting the expectation verbally and communicating that is really important because they don't know what they don't know. So if they're constantly like asking you for more, 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 they probably don't even, maybe they don't even know that that's not included in the service that you're providing. And it can be really uncomfortable because you're thinking you're going to like disappoint them. You're thinking that they're going to be mad at you for saying no, but ultimately you're just staying in integrity with the service that they're paying you for and that you agreed to provide and you're not going like outside of the scope of that. So that's number three. Number four, is vision casting and goal setting instead of flying by the seat of my pants and just shooting from the hip and hoping things land. When I first started my business, like my goal and my mission and my purpose was to leave my nine to five because I was undervalued and underpaid and leave to serve clients and people that I was actually really passionate about helping, which was small businesses. I have a huge heart for just helping businesses make more money and be more successful. And I love being able to work one-on-one with them. And so that was my goal. And I did that in a very short period of time. And then I kind of felt myself like floundering. Like I was like, okay, now what? Now what am I supposed to do? Like I have doubled my nine to five income So I didn't really know what was next because I didn't have anybody in my corner. I didn't have anybody who could tell me what I needed to do in order to continue to grow. Also, my vision had been achieved really quickly. And so what I needed to do was sit down, dream bigger, like get myself in a room with people who have these audacious visions for their life, who are doing bigger and better things than myself so that then I could see what was possible for my life too. And I did that actually. I invested in a group coaching program and I was able to be in the room with people who at the time I was making probably like $6,000 a month, I want to say, six to seven to eight, you know, it varied just depending on the projects that I had that month. But 
I got in the room with people who were making $15,000 a month, $20,000 a month, $30,000 a month, having $100,000 launches. And I was like, holy shit, like, no way. How do I do that? And I learned from them, from those people, telling me exactly what they did in order to achieve the amazing, awesome things that they did. And so that is huge in the early stages of business and always because the more that you can dream and the more that you can like just see what's out there for yourself and then see what feels good for you. Like, what do you want? Because not everybody has the same goals. Not everybody has the same dreams. And some people are happier with less. Some people want more. There's no right or wrong answer. Ultimately, you have to feel what's in your heart and what's good for you. And then take aligned action. So that has been huge. That has been a big, big catalyst for the growth and the success that I have been able to see once I started doing this. I want to say like early 2019 is when I first created like an actual business plan, which was shortly after I started my business. So it wasn't like I was floundering for that long, but I really did feel like, oh, what am I doing? Like, it was just a weird feeling that I can't really describe, but I felt very confused and conflicted. I'm like, okay, now what? And so sitting down, creating a vision, creating goals in order to achieve that vision was really, really helpful for me. Last but not least, this is a huge one that I have been challenged by very much so because. I find myself wanting to just trudge through the mud and like bullhead my way through and do it anyways and yada, 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 because quote unquote, I'm disciplined and I'm committed and I'm not a quitter. All of these things that, especially as an athlete, I was told like, don't give up. Like you can't quit. You're on a team, whatever, is trusting my gut. and leaning into my intuition. This is huge as being a woman and leaning into that feminine energy. As a CEO, we are very masculine in our energy. We're very go, go, go. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to get this done. But being a little bit more in flow and allowing things to come to you and slowing down so that you can hear yourself think is critical, like very, very critical. Because if you continue to just do, do, do and operate solely from that masculine energy in your business, you as a female founder are going to burn out. You are not going to last building your business in that energy only. This is exactly how I burnt out. (laughs) So I'm talking from experience. And I realized at the end of last year that I was building a business in the completely wrong direction. And it wasn't feeling aligned. It wasn't feeling good for me. And so it sucked because 
I was like, well, shit, I don't even want what I built. So now you've kind of got to tear it all down and rebuild. So not only trusting your gut about like the direction of your business and where you're heading and like making sure to slow down so that you can actually listen to those nudges, but trusting your gut about clients, about potential partnerships with people, about collaborations, about posting on social media. Like, is this even valuable? Is my audience going to find this valuable? What do you think? Ask yourself those things. You need to ask yourself those tough questions so that you can truly operate your business out of integrity to you and in a way that feels good to you. If you don't ask yourself these questions, you're just going to do, do, do. And you might end up doing things that like don't even make sense when you look back and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? So I encourage you to slow down and trust your gut because if something feels off, it probably is. (laughs) Okay. That caps it all off for this episode of Confessions of a CEO. I want to quickly give a recap of what I'd do differently if I started over. Number one, I would document my systems and processes. I would ask clients for feedback early and often. I would set more clear and strict boundaries with my clients. I would start vision casting and goal setting much earlier. And finally, trusting my gut and leaning into my intuition. Huge, huge game changers. So even today, even if you can't start over, even if you already have your business, you know, you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, you can start these things now, no matter what stage you're at and lean into them, do them, sit down, set a vision, sit down, create expectations about your communication with your clients all the things. You can do it and get started right now. All right. That's it for today. I will see you next week on Confessions of a CEO. Today's confession session is over, but the conversation doesn't have to stop here. I'd love to hear from you. If you had a chuckle or a moment of clarity, show us some love by sharing this episode on your Instagram stories and tag us at Confessions of a CEO. There's nothing that I love more than getting to connect with you. Ready for more? New episodes drop every Tuesday. In the meantime, come say hi on Instagram. I'll catch you next week for more Confessions of a CEO.